Every good budget needs an Oreo. Wait, what? Learn more on this episode of the Catholic Money Show. All this talk about Oreos has me feel a little hungry. Pour the milk. Let's eat. Let's go. Well, let's talk about why your budget might need an Oreo. So to back up before this conversation, <laughs> let's give a little context. We oftentimes will run into folks who are gaining the skill of budgeting. Mm-hmm. And the reason I say gaining the skill is that this is not something that comes to people overnight. This is more like a baby learning how to walk. It's oh, a process. You're going to fall down. But people sometimes think it's supposed to be instantaneous and they're just going to nail it right out the gate. And then they inevitably get discouraged, typically because they don't have this one particular budget category that we're going to recommend they do today. And then they come back to us with something like budgeting doesn't work. It's too restrictive. Um, You know, he wants to go ahead and spend on this and I want to spend on that. How do we reconcile these differences? See, budgeting, it's just a wet blanket. It doesn't work. It's not for us. We give up. End of story. That's kind of how it goes sometimes. Yes. If you are misunderstanding Mm -hmm. what budgeting really is. Mm -hmm. It's not a financial juice cleanse. It's not a straitjacket. It's not an endless list of no's. No. Your budget is your spending plan. Mm -hmm. It's you putting down on paper or in an app, a spreadsheet, whatever it might be, before the month begins, saying these are our priorities and this is how we're going to use our money to fuel those priorities. Mm -hmm. And there is one oversized category in every budget that some people, if they're missing it, They feel the effects, Mm. as I mentioned earlier. And if you don't have this budget category, you need to write it in for your upcoming budget. Absolutely. Do it right now. This is the Oreo category. This is the Oreo category. Explain what you mean by that, John. Well, if I'm trying to eat healthier, Mm -hmm. at least for me, that's going to be less sweets. And I'm going to want to say, you know what? I really want to go after this goal. No sweets. None at all. Never again will a grain of sugar pass these lips. (laughs) Super extreme cold turkey type behavior. Freak out (laughs) and end up sneaking down to the kitchen in the middle of the night and eating a whole tub of ice cream. Mm -hmm. And that's not going to make anybody happy, including myself. So if I want to stick to this idea of being healthier, eating less sweets, I need to build in maybe an Oreo every day or so. Every day. Maybe every hour or so. (laughs) To keep me going on this. Or maybe, you know, there was was a good good while uh, where I was making the sacrifice of no sweets unless it's Sunday or like a birthday or something, Mm -hmm. a holiday. And that was really good. It it helped it helped me get through the rest of the week, right? Okay, yeah, I'm not gonna eat that cookie. I'm not gonna get the gummy worms. I'm going to wait until Sunday. And, and when I do have that sweet, I'm gonna make sure it's worth it. Cause I don't get a redo on Monday. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna make sure it's delicious. 
So it helped you stick with the plan. It helped me do what I wanted to do mm-hmm. in the first place. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the concept of like a cheat day. Some yeah. people have a cheat day on their diet mm-hmm. or whatever they're trying to work towards. Yep. If it's all cheat days, you're not making any progress. <laughs> and if there's no cheat days, you're not going to last long. So you need the same thing with your finances and your budget. You need the Oreo in your budget. So this is your fun money category. If you're mm. married, you each have your own fun money category. And this is money you get to spend however you want. Nobody can say boo about it unless you overspend. Then there's lots of boo to say. Or it's immoral. Sure. Or illegal. You shouldn't be spending that anyway. Okay. Yes. Just wanted to clarify that. This means if Jonathan (laughs) wants some gummy worms, you can tell I'm hungry. A bar, a candy bar, a game. That's where that money's coming from. Mm -hmm. Because while those are fun things... They're not really high on the priority list for everybody in the family. <laughs> so I get to have to make those decisions, right? I, I was at a yard sale the other day, bought a little uh, Game Boy. Hey, that's cool. I'm going to have fun with that. That is not a priority for the family. Mm-hmm. Amanda definitely would not spend money on that, but I spent my fun money. So mm-hmm. it's no problem. Now we got to talk about time. <laughs> dedicated <laughs> to this little machine. <laughs> Got to rebudget the old time. Hmm, to am get fudgy in the budgie <laughs> on that one and free up something. All right, so let's talk about the reasons you need a fun money category. And again, if you're married, so for our budget, there is Amanda's fun money and Jonathan's fun money. Mm-hmm. Now, we could get a little more clever on the naming of those, but we do that in many of our other categories, but these ones are pretty straightforward. And we're going to answer the question of how much Ooh, should there be. That's the question. In these in these categories, we're going to save that one for the end. But let's just talk about a few reasons why you need this. So the first one, and Jonathan kind of alluded to this, is the idea of just not going crazy. If you mentally go into your budget... And all you do, I, I've seen this in different groups I'm in. They allot every penny to bill, 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 debt, 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 debt. Thing I hate, thing I hate, thing I hate. <laughs> oh, one penny for fun or something that I want to do. You're going to snap like a rubber band. You're going to be over before you can say Bob's your uncle. One little bump in the road and you are, whoop, you are out of here. Our brains are not made for that level of extreme rigidity. Mm. We're just not. Complete deprivation mode. Not even one little pinch of movement here. If if there's even one little bump, the whole thing comes tumbling down because it's so dang rigid. If you know that through the month, you have not one cent to spend on anything kind of extra. I'm not talking about expensive big things, but you you can't buy a magazine. You can't get one coffee. Anything that would kind of go under your fun money category. If you can't do that, your brain's going to rebel. And eventually you're going to probably go crazy. Yeah, you'll end up resenting Mm. the legitimate purchases that you need to make. Yes. Because you're just, you get focused on, well, there's nothing here for me. And and, I've got to do this and all this is more important. Yeah, it's going to be a drag. It's going to be bad for you. And then you risk knee jerk the opposite 
reaction. Binging. We've seen this, the binge. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You over-restrict and it results in a binge. Instead of temperance, the virtue of temperance mm. and moderation, just be balanced. <laughs> it's harder, but it, once you have this, the virtue built, it's easy. It's, easy. it's habit. Mm-hmm. All right. So you, you don't want to go crazy. So you yes. got it in there. Second one. Less conflict in marriage. Bingo, bango. Mm-hmm. As you can tell, if you've been hanging around here for more than two shakes of a lamb's tail, Jonathan and I are opposites. <laughs> Complimentary. <laughs> Complimentary. Yes, yes. Uh, my fun money is typically one. Never I just spent. I typically don't spend. <laughs> I just don't spend it. There's a story of when I was in college oh. that Jonathan just cannot. He can't even comprehend. His brain can't even compute this. My dad had moved me into the dorm. Mm-hmm. He gave me a crisp five twenties. $100. Most college students would have used that within the week or two. Mm-hmm. I came home at Christmas break and I still had 60 bucks. Crazy. I didn't have a lot of needs. I bought about, I think I bought two t-shirts at Crazy, my sorority. Crazy. <laughs> listen, to, listen to this, everybody. Listen to this. Amanda, in your five years of college, how many pizzas did you order? Zero. I had a meal plan. You're crazy. I had a meal plan. And then the year that I lived in a house, I bought groceries and I made food. I didn't go out to eat. (laughs) That's bananas. It's one of the best parts of college. I don't know. It's just, we're different. So if I have, if I'm going to spend the fun money, it's going to be on going to coffee with a friend, getting lunch with my mom, Mm. going to get nails done with, with, um, you know, some other family or friends. Mm -hmm. It's all going to be relational. And yours is all going to be stuff. Hey. Clutter. (laughs) In my brain. Mm. With me, you think it's just poof in the night and gone. You know, I have nothing to represent for it. Mm -hmm. You like to spend your own stuff. So in order to keep harmony in our relationship, he doesn't value getting the nails done. Mm -hmm. I don't value going and buying trinkets. We have fun money. We have fun money, and the other Bingo. person can spend it however they see fit. Yeah. And that's it. So I don't care. Mm-hmm. I don't care when I see a, a Kickstarter transaction come through in our bank account. Mm-hmm. And you don't care when I come through the door with shopping bags after I went shopping with my mom. Mm-hmm. It was in the budget. No big deal. No biggie. No need for a fight. Now, Jonathan also has a sneaky way of increasing his fun money. Sometimes you want to have a little bit more fun. Mm-hmm. So you buy things, they're going to help make you money. In particular, I like to use my fun money to fuel my purchases in the field agent app. Mm-hmm. So I buy, you know, I use my money. I front my money for a couple days to buy this bug spray, take a picture while I'm doing it. Then you know what? I'm going to get that reimbursed plus three bucks. So mm-hmm. I just made three more fun monies. <clears throat> You've done this for so many years now that yeah. it's it's gotten you like hundreds of extra dollars oh, of fun yes. money. You and always stuff, free stuff. Right? Yeah, if, you if love stuff. So it's like scratching two itches. <laughs> oh yeah. I get itchy sometimes. <laughs> and you need your fun money to stretch and you found these yeah. ing- ingenious ways to kind of expand it mm-hmm. and stretch it out and again I don't care. It's fine. That's your fun money. You're mm-hmm. doing what you do. You're wheeling and dealing, and that's wheeling fine. Wheeling and dealing, man. <laughs> or, you know, it is tempting 
because I think this Game Boy I bought, I think I could sell it for quite a bit on eBay, but I want to use it. So maybe for a couple weeks. Yeah, for a couple weeks. And then we'll trade it and have some more fun. Okay. Okay. Because, yeah, the kids are starting to ask for it. Yeah. And that's getting old real quick. (laughs) All right. Third. Ooh, third. This is a reason I can really get behind. (laughs) Is that it forces savers to spend some money Mm -hmm. and to free them up to do it, right? Because I think, at least to my mind, the reason you might want to be a a saver is that you – you see a really wide picture of your needs and priorities and all that. And you know what? Yeah. Getting your nails done, like, that's probably pretty low priority based on saving for retirement or eating food. Or giving to organizations I care about. Yeah. So you can almost always find a quote-unquote better way to use the money. Yeah. So then if it's if it has been allocated, if it's been set aside in the budget for Amanda's desires and wants, not her needs, I think it gives you a little more mm-hmm. freedom to go get the nails done. True. Yeah. And depending on temperament, you know, I am a melancholic, so I always want the ideal, mm. the highest, the most perfect. So it's true. I'm I can't stand waste. I hate, you know. Money just flying out the window when it could be used for some very legitimate purpose. So it is really freeing to just know that this money, it's not to put clothes on my back. It's not to keep the electric on. It's not to give to the charities that we love. It's not date night. It's not vacation. It's not retirement. It is just to be poofed in the night, gone Mm -hmm. on something fun that I didn't need. Yeah. Just while you will, and that is freeing. Otherwise, I just would never do things like that. Mm -hmm. While you will, I just wouldn't almost certainly use your money in uh, some of the money that's in other budget categories to buy wants alongside the needs. Sure, this category it's all wants, it's designed for that. That is, yes, it is purpose, its purpose is wants. Yep, and so it can give you freedom for wants. And then you're on my side of things. It gives me the bounds in which I can operate and not satisfy s- those wants. <laughs> not it helps s- me right size the- <laughs> my wants in the send month. us to the poorhouse. Exactly. <laughs> and so it, it's right. It's it's the it's the fence around the playground for mm-hmm. me. I know my limits, and I can use that entirely. I don't need to think. Oh. I don't count myself out because oh well, Amanda won't like that, or we need it for this, and I'll, you know. Um, I get to use it all up and I don't go past the boundary. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. It's freeing to have that amount just st- sitting right there staring at me, maybe burning a hole in my pocket. Always burning a hole. <laughs> Since I was a kid, man. <laughs> my allowance, it never made it to the next week. So uh, it's really helpful because it gives it gives the saver permission to spend and it makes sure that the spender doesn't spend it all. Mm-hmm. Bada bing, bada boom. So yeah, those are the big reasons mm-hmm. why this is just such an essential category in your budget. It's going to keep you on the path. It's going to reduce conflict in your relationship. And it's going to 
help you find more balance, whether you are a saver or you are a spender. It's going to keep you, it's got the the bumper guards or Mm. the fence around the playground. It's going to keep you safe and uh, help you grow, if you will, either by kind of reining you in or pushing you out. Yeah. It's going to challenge you either way to grow in the direction that you need to grow in. It's really, it's going to help push you towards the middle. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So you're balanced saving and spending and holding back and giving in. Now, the burning question, John. Ooh, what a question. How much money should be set aside for fun money? It's a heck of a question because I'd say one of the questions we get the most is how much for groceries. Mm. But that one, like, you need to eat. So right. And we have some bottom, parameters there's there. There's a bottom limit there for sure. 125 to 150 per person in your family per month. Bingo, bango. That's pretty reasonable. <laughs> this, however, because it's all want-based, there's no hard rule. Mm-hmm. When we were getting out of debt back in the day and shark mode, all in, Finding that money wherever we could find it, it was maybe five bucks. It was five dollars a month. I mean, our I think our date night was, was five also or, was five or five dollars a month. Like, but you know what? We made that screech. Mm-hmm. Got it in a the dollar the dollar red box it. rental. Yeah, and then I I want to say we went to like the dollar store and got a box of candy or something like we got two or three dates out of five bucks that's (laughs) i don't know how we possibly did that but it was a blast we really did yeah we went to the uh sonic for the half off happy hour ice cream cones that was my birthday splurge Dollar root beer floats. <laughs> there it was. That's shark mode. And yeah. So when you're in so shark it mode, was appropriate. Your fun money should reflect that. Yes. Because that's a time in your life where you're really going after that particular financial goal. And a lot of other things, a mm-hmm. lot of the wants, most of them are going to fall to the side, including what I want. My fun money. It's going to get really <laughs> It's going to be low. reduced. No, you Still there. If you, re- I mean, you really need to have at least something in there. A couple bucks at least. Mm-hmm. So you can scratch the edge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. So uh, that is. Um, that's one end of things. Yes, that's one of the. No, thank the, you. The, my brain is starting to blank the out. The spectrum, though, is not $8,000. It's not whatever I want, whenever I want. In however much degree I want. Mm -hmm. Even if you literally are a billionaire and could buy anything you wanted in the entire world, you should still have a budget, Mm -hmm. number one. Absolutely. That's just part of good stewardship, and it's how we practice virtue with money. A budget. So you should have a budget, but then you should have a fun money category. And you should put a boundary on it. Mm -hmm. You should put a limit on it. It's not good for our souls. To just have limitless reign, to give in to our cravings and our wants and our Mm. disordered desires, to be frank. Mm -hmm. It's actually good for us. Even if we could buy anything we wanted, it's good to go ahead and put a limit, put a restriction, put a boundary in place. It's just going to be more freeing for us. And it's going to help us not let concupiscence 
drive in the driver's seat and take us over the ledge of pleasure, if that makes sense, since that's what makes up typically most of those purchases. Sure, sure. So, yes, you're even if you're on that end of the spectrum, mm-hmm. you're still going to be putting in boundaries. Now, no, let's talk about everybody in between. Yeah, if you're like most of humanity, you're not in desperation mode or in shark mode right now. You also don't have a monthly budget of a billion dollars. So <laughs> what about the rest of us humans? What are we supposed to do? Mm-hmm. There's still no boom, here it is, dollar answer. Nope. It depends on your unique situation and circumstances. Obviously, your vocation. Are you single? Are you married? Do you have kids? Are they still in the home? Are you retired? These matter. And then we teach the wallet win method around here, Mm -hmm. the four financial phases and the 12 money milestones. And so as you look at those, you can kind of identify where you are. If you're closer to the beginning of the journey, it makes sense that you would have a lower amount. Sure. Getting out of debt, five, ten bucks. You know, you've gotten out of debt, you you've got your emergency savings, I don't know, 10, 20 bucks, 50 bucks. Where people start running into trouble, I think, mm. is uh I we coach a lot of people about their finances. And I'll have couples come to me and they'll they'll give me a sample budget and you know, it's, it includes paying off minimums on debt, et cetera, but then they each have four to $500 of fund money every month. And I just sit there like, okay, I think we found the problem. <laughs> Way too much discretionary fund, discretionary spending going on here. Very undisciplined in this, in this spending. Now, again, if you were farther down the milestones, like, and maybe you had an expensive hobby, like skiing or something of that, Maybe that would be justified. And you know what? It it might make sense. But for almost anybody else that's, you know, raising a family and um, trying to pay off debt or trying to buy a home or trying to put aside money for retirement, $500 each is just not going to make sense mathematically. Mm -hmm. And so something more like between $25 and $100 tends to be the range per person in in the relationship Mm -hmm. tends to be a safe landing pad for most people. Yeah. That's enough to kind of, if you want to get a bunch of little things or you want to go in and get one massage, or it's enough to to kind of get you a quality experience or if you're one of those quantity people that like stuff, you could go ahead and do that. <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. I'd say also, uh, it also depends on just so many circumstances. For instance, I think our fun money category is lower than normal. Because we agree on a lot of purchases. Mm, sure. So the hobbies we like, we like most of them together. Sure. The entertainment options we'd like, we'd like to do them together. And so those get incorporated into other parts of the budget. Mm-hmm. They don't need to be unilateral decisions and that money set aside to allow for that. True. So we give ourselves less because in some ways we're giving ourselves more elsewhere because we yeah. know yep. we're going to like doing it together anyway. Very true. Very mm-hmm. true. So we have very minimal transactions that would tend to even count as fun money mm-hmm. since mm-hmm. we tend to value so many of these other things. Yes. Yep. So that is going to depend too. Again, maybe you have completely different interests and hobbies. So you might want to just look at it and mm-hmm. decide to up or down that. And then there's also your own financial personalities. Of course. Two savers, you're just probably going to have lower fun monies. Mm-hmm. 
a balance between, you might go somewhere in the middle. Two spenders, well, you might give each other a hundy each. I don't know. Since that's not our reality, you're never going to get that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's never getting approved in the meeting, is it? <laughs> I'm just thinking of the sheer volume of stuff that'll come through my door <laughs> at that price point. <laughs> no, that'll just be bigger, fancier stuff. Oh, worry. true. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, you'd actually, you'd pool it together to like buy a flat screen or something. No, a moped. That's what I'd get. <laughs> yes, you would. You'd buy a moped. See, I got to... I got to dampen it yep, just yeah, enough so you can never in. get I can that. Ne- I just have to spend it before <laughs> I can save up enough. Exactly. And then the one last thing uh, to keep in mind, or if you're really struggling to find a number and settle on it and feel good about it, is think about it in like the yearly sense, annualize that spending. Mm. So in the other example of 500 each a month, that's $12,000 of discretionary spending for whatever I want for just what I feel like. Mm-hmm. Seems like a lot because it is. So you back that up and you look at the number and you, okay, yeah, all right. And so you wanted that balance between, wow, that feels like a lot of money. I could probably, what if we put half of that towards whatever goal we're working on? Well, maybe that's a sign to have the amount. But you also, on the other end of things, if it's $5 a month, you're saying, all right, well, that's 60 bucks for me <laughs> to use throughout year. the year for things that I really like. Maybe mm-hmm. not enough. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so you so want to find help, that yeah. spot where you're not really having either of those reactions. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really going to help you discern where you can fall. There we go. But whatever it is, whether it's an Oreo thin or a fudge covered double stuff, you need an Oreo in your budget. Until next time, bye for now.